0: the kick up podcast 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 hello <laughs> hey guys what's up hello 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 how are hello, you ladies doing?
1: hey i know you guys are hearing a third voice you're like who the hell <laughs> i know
0: we have we- a special guest with us today
1: so we're going to change special. up
0: the docket just a little bit. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Hello to everybody except Chloe and Tristan. We're tired of y'all. Anyways. <laughs> oh, God. I had to get it off my chest. You know it causes oh, acid, acid right. reflux if I don't say what I need to say. Brampton boy.
2: <sighs> is he not embarrassing?
0: He's very embarrassing.
2: Why do you guys even here? keep up with this guy? He's, He's so everywhere.
1: Legit, <laughs> it's everywhere. But Lasana, introduce our guest.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> we have a segment that we'd like to introduce. Um, what did we name it? Was it Spotlight Toronto? I'm tired, Uh, yes. So essentially what we want to do from time to time when we have the ability to do so is to spotlight one or some of our colleagues who are doing something great or who have something they'd like to share with you guys. So today we have uh, one of my very good friends and somebody who is definitely making moves uh, in the GTA um, here with us to, um, I'm not going to out her I'll let her <laughs> explain it but uh, here to share with us one of the things that she's doing um, basically she's just released a book um, and she's here to talk about it and perhaps it will reach out to one of you guys if there's something that you want to grab from it me personally I think it's an amazing book I know I'm not biased she's dope guys so Aww. Francine <laughs> thanks,
2: <laughs> if you want to
0: just introduce yourself and kind of tell us about your book that would be great
2: well thanks ladies I appreciate you um creating this platform for me to be here and for inviting me on your uh, segment and um yeah so I just completed I just published self-published a book it's an ebook for now um, things I wish I'd known before parenting my teenage daughter so mm-hmm. um I mean as a solo mommy um, life hasn't always been that glamorous or honky-dory as you can I can, as you can even imagine how challenging it is Mm -hmm. with two parents, much less one parent. Right. And I had my daughter when I was 19. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what I was doing. Like I, even though I had my mom around, I mean, I still had to do the bulk of the work. I was still in, I was still in college at the time and just trying to make ends meet. So going to college full-time, working full-time and being a mom full-time at 19, I'm a kid. Like, what was I thinking? Wow. Um, and now fast forward to today, um, I'm in a much better space and, and position. And and glory be to God for that. I don't take Amen. any credit for that because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. But um, I created this book, honestly, as a guide for especially single mothers, I wrote it with single mothers on my heart, but I know mm-hmm. there are single dads out there that are raising young girls. I have a friend who's raising like a daughter who's uh, four years old and he's doing it all on his own. So it's I wanted him. this book to be an aid. Yeah, definitely, Food I'm so proud sure. of him, so proud of him. Um, I wanted it to be an aid or or a guide to, to parents so that they can kind of just be, a, be aware of what to expect, especially when young girls, start to pms and their bodies start to change and their attitudes start to change drastically and you're Blood. like what has happened here right mm-hmm. so for me i just had to learn all this on my own like for example learn when to give her space because i mean mm-hmm. as much as they love on you and lo- as she could be loving on me one minute and don't want to talk to me the next right and mm-hmm. these are all things that i had to learn on my own and i just want to be able to help someone out there who may not may think that maybe they're doing something wrong as a parent and maybe their child is weird and let them know that, no, your child is not weird (laughs) and you're, you're doing a good job. This is just what comes along with them growing up. So that was where that came from. I wrote it from my heart. Um, I was very transparent and just really, really honest. And I'm just hoping that this book will help People out there, even if you are not a single parent and you're raising a teenage daughter, adolescent, whatever the case may be, I believe that this book will be very beneficial to anyone.
0: That is dope. I mean, I've never raised anything other than for a baby, so I really don't have <laughs> a dog in this fight, but I definitely think it's it's certainly important because we don't talk about everything. There's a lot of taboo um, sorts of conversations and things that that we just don't talk about in our community so So i think it's amazing that you've kind of there's no real guide to parenting i don't mm -hmm, think mm -hmm. but it's great to have like some of that advice compiled in into one for for new parents or parents of a child uh, who's growing up and maybe they don't have the same kind of guidance or in the same positions as you so in another kind of vein of things what was the writing process like
2: Well, I'll tell you this right now. This book didn't take me long to write. It took me longer to edit Mm. and publish it. Um, I sat down one day after work and it was literally laid on my heart, just like a ton of bricks. Bam, like, Mm. right. Just like that. And I decided to just write my heart out, like literally for hours. I finished work around like, I think it was 630. And I was up until like one o'clock that morning, just writing. Because once my brain starts going I just yeah. keep going. But over the, over the process of like weeks, I omitted information. I added stuff. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I was able to complete the book, but then getting it edited was probably the biggest challenge for me. Cause I wanted it to sound like me, but I also wanted it to, to not seem like I was stupid. And I mm. knew what I was writing, <laughs> for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Like I mean, <laughs> Ooh, I a little them. polished, a little polished. <laughs> yeah, you can pick up the book. I could, I, I could write, but I mean, if you're gonna be writing, you have to get an editor because there are like grammatical errors. I'm like, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I mean, it's I didn't go to, to sc- writing, right? Yeah, I didn't go to school for for English. I'm not an English major, so I mean, I know my strengths and I know my my areas of improvement. So yeah, the editing process was a bit more tedious so getting the right person to read it over and then getting like multiple eyes on it Mm. um and i'm i'm sure it's probably not perfect someone probably look at it and say oh well you could have did this i'm like well that's great that's your opinion thank you write a book but (laughs) when it comes to (laughs) when it comes (laughs) to the whole writing process it was just a matter of just like just knowing what was on my heart and I really wrote from my heart. So it wasn't hard and, and my experience. Um, but yeah, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't challenging at all when it came to writing it was more so the editing portion that gave me a lot of, uh, issues.
1: Yeah. I wanted to know, um, I guess more on the topic of like parenting because you're essentially, you became a parent at a young age, you're a young mother. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find it difficult even now, towing the line between parent or ch- like I'm your friend? Are you mm-hmm. of the Are you of the, the principle of like I want to be my child's friend <laughs> or no? I'm your parent.
0: Okay, first of all, just just for a second though, <laughs> you guys have to you have to know Francine's daughter. So, she's an exceptional youth she's Aww. not bad breed like some of us were <laughs> so it's, a, it's almost a little unfair to ask that question because it's very Honestly. easy to befriend <laughs> her daughter she follows the rules she's very thoughtful like Aww, God gave that. her a very good package for a pygmy.
2: but anyway yeah answer. yeah <laughs> thank you thank you I appreciate that she no mm-hmm. Sana is right I think I was blessed with like the perfect child. Mm. Um, She gave me a lot more issues as a like younger kid Mm. than like in her teenage years, like, like 16 and onward. Like, I don't know, like I can't really explain it. Like she listens. Like she was the kid that if she's going out, she would let me know where she's going. She was organized. And I I guess I kind of set that kind of tone with her from, like, before, like, the communication between us is just parallel. Like, I can't really explain it because I've, t- I told her at a very young age that nothing is off limits with me, and I just opened the door for her to just talk to me about anything. Some stuff she comes to me with, I'm like, I'm blown away sometimes, and uh, I mm-hmm. literally want to put my face in a pillow and, like, scream or laugh, <laughs> but, I mean, I have to, maintain my composure and be a mom in that sense and and because at the end of the day like we're close in age and we have a great relationship but I have to like she understands Mm. when I'm being mom Mm -hmm. And also she can understand that she can be my friend because she'll say it sometimes. She's like, you're my best friend. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I know we're best friends, but she also understands when mommy mode comes on. Like Mm, I don't play. Yeah. So there are boundaries that I've set, but those were set in place from a very young age. That's Mm -hmm. what I want people to understand. You can't now at 16 saying, okay, so we're going to set boundaries now. And this is that like, you kind of have to, Wean them into this thing because kids, Mm -hmm. they push the envelope and they will push, see how far they can go with things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I believe, um, for me, it may be a little bit different because she is like the best kid in the world. But I also credit that to, to myself saying that I set those boundaries in place at a very young age. So she understood that, okay, certain things don't fly with me. Even Mm -hmm. though I'm a single mom, I don't, I'm in a ramp. Mm -hmm. I don't play. Indeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I will beat her up if I need to beat her up. <laughs> uh,
0: well, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. Speaking of that, um, so do you think that you parented like your mother, or do you think you developed your own parenting style? Because um, I know I'm my mother's child, and there's days question. where I just want to beat other people's children. So.
2: Ah. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> absolutely did not parent like my mom mm. um my mother was this i don't know how, what would i call her she was not hel- helicopter mom per se but she was very she's like caribbean. she's caribbean mom yeah she's caribbean <laughs> so it's like oh she told me i need to go out at 7 and come back at 8 30 like or why are you going out so late i'm like well, no one's out this early. Like my mom was just, she's, but she's, that's just her personality. She's just Mm -hmm. a scared person. Like she's very cautious about stuff where I allowed my daughter to, I gave her, um, an inch for lack of a better word. And she would take the inch. She wouldn't go past that. And I allowed her to show me that I could trust her. So I allowed her to make mistakes. I allowed her because I was the type of kid, like if you told me no, I'm gonna do it anyways, because I want to <laughs> know why you said no. But but at the end yeah. of the day, like I feel for my when it came to my my parenting style, I communication was key for me. My mom would just beat me. Beating didn't do anything for Tyshell. She laughed. Like I so <laughs> I established early that it was communication that worked for her. Like I even alluded to that in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, she when she was much younger it was more so telling her that she disappointed me mm. she would cry yeah, like she that hates hurts. she <laughs> hated that word like i disappointed you like she and she would not like she would not want to hurt me because in in her mind it's like oh i hurt mommy right and mm-hmm. i just made sure that i talked to her and told her why it was wrong or what she did was wrong and also showed her love at the same time because my parents yo they'll beat you and they don't care how you feel at the end of the day i feel it that important. did not matter <laughs> did not matter
0: as long as you do not do what you did ever again yeah like
2: we don't care we're going to beat yeah. you and you deal with it but my daughter i i talked to her and i would also show her love at the same time and let her know that i'm being a good parent mhm this is why I'm disciplining her, but I still love her at the same time. So don't let her go to bed thinking I'm mad. you know, I'll still tuck her in and say, I love you. You know, like I think that just makes a world of difference. Mm -hmm. So I was nothing like my parents, (laughs) nothing. I just want to, I just want (laughs) to lay that out there. Yeah. How important would
1: you say, um, having a village around you when you're raising a child at such a young age and would you say was is that your story or did you not really have that support from other families or friends um I I had
2: a village Mm -hmm. I had a village I I actually alluded to that too in my book I had a village like Thank God. Like my mom, my aunt, my aunt gave my daughter her first bath, mm. which is a nurse. And I was like, so scared. I'm like, her umbilical cord's going to come off. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like she gave her her first bath. And I mean, there were days like, guys, I took my daughter to like lectures with me mm. because wow. her, cause you know, let's not talk about the guy worthless mm. but i there are some days that there were last minute changes <laughs> and I had to take her to class and even my very friends that were in class with me would be like can I hold her mm. you know I'll hold her for you or whatever like the professor was so nice and i mean people may not think of that as a village but I'm like wow the yeah. te- professor was it accommodating sure you know what right the, the professor was accommodating like my classmates my friends my cousins my sisters like yeah. everyone really had a hand in helping me with her and i'm telling you guys it's only god like Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of people do it on their own and i don't know how but i definitely had a village and i think a village is very important and if someone doesn't have one i honestly like empathize with them
1: yeah yeah yeah. i thinking of the people that don't really have that village and it's like how do they how do i don't i don't know how they do it but like where mm-hmm. could they even go if they need that support i think church or whatever faith they are might be like a great place to go Starting to, try to build that community yeah
2: i would this, say some people okay a lot of people are very prideful mm. right I think that,
0: especially when it comes to their kids,
2: especially exactly when it comes to their kids, a lot of people are very prideful. It's almost like, well, I don't need you. I don't have to, I don't, I could figure it out myself. And I think we have to get to a point like women, we have this, this superwoman kind of, you know, we wear this invisible cape and we yes. can do all things and yeah, we could do all things through Christ. but come on, there's also wisdom. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's okay sometimes to ask. And I feel like, I feel like everyone could have a village. I know there's some people that may, may not have such a large village. Even if you have one good friend, even if you have like a family member, you know, you put your kids in daycare, like you mentioned, like church family, or I mean, you sometimes we just have to like hum, have some humility and just ask for help. You know what I mean? And just say, listen, I can't do it on my own. I just need you to chip in. Like maybe if it's two hours or maybe if it's like three hours, you know what I mean? So I know it's easier said than done. And some people are not as it doesn't have the advantage. But I mean, sometimes we have to put pride aside too and be open to help because some people are really like obsessed with their kids and they want no one to touch their kids. They can't leave their kids with anyone Uh because they don't trust them too, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But at the end of the day, you have to. There has to be a breaking point, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you reach out.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I know the village is super important. I know my mom was a single mom, and and mm-hmm. I, um, I could say I was raised by a lot of other different people, like my aunties. Yeah. Um, and my mom's close friends, and then also the ch- like our church family was also right. played a, a huge, a huge role in it.
0: For but sure.
1: I, I I don't know if Lasana had another question. I had another question. I want. No, no, to, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to know because like me, I'm kind of okay. Let's not say I'm selfish. I'm, I'm less selfish now. Okay. Let's I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for. I'm ready for a child. Okay. Mm. But
0: I'm just mm-hmm. thinking.
1: Me at 19, not me, not me, even two years ago, okay. Two
0: years ago. <laughs> me at 32, me,
1: even two years ago, I was thinking, 32. Can I really give up my time for a child? Like, my time and my whatever mm-hmm. I want to do for a child. Like, I, like, I did, I really didn't really, I wasn't in that headspace, let's just say, right? That. Right? I'm more getting into that headspace. So, for you. At nineteen finding out that you were pregnant like what was what was going through your your mind at that time did you think like oh like God like I can't do what I want to do anymore like what was like how was that
0: yeah like do you feel like you missed out yeah I guys I didn't
2: miss out mm. um I'll tell you I'll tell you why okay i I grew up with I was raised in the church mm-hmm. got saved when I was ten no eleven years old and when I, okay, when I found out I was pregnant, I think my mom took it harder than I did. It was my first year of college. And I remember this very, like it was yesterday when I told her, she held her head and she's like, oh my God, what are you going to do about school? I was like, mm. school is going to be the
0: last thing in right? my mind right now. <laughs> There's a whole person on the way and you want to tell me about school?
2: <laughs> I know. I'm like, school is not the end of the world. Like, yeah so there I will mean, be other
0: classes
2: there'll be other classes i could transfer <laughs> to sheridan college if seven too far you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so it was it honestly it was it, i don't know i just didn't i didn't really think too much of it i think i was more concerned about my church family
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the judgment
1: right that i yes. was go-
2: that they're going to start to impose on me upon right. me so i cut off everybody from my church community. I didn't even tell my dad up to this very day. I never, I didn't tell my dad I was pregnant up to now. Okay. He found out. Um, and honestly, I'll let you know this. Um, I honestly just decided that I was going to finish college because I had to prove it to them. Not even for mm-hmm. myself, because I'm like, I didn't really need a bad to, go to college. <laughs> yeah. All At the time, I'm like, yeah, you guys think I'm going to be like a waste girl, go live on welfare for the rest mm-hmm. of my life? No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish, get my diploma. I'm going to get a good job, yes. and I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of my child. Yeah. Now my daughter is in university, and she just finished Amen. her second year of university, and she's wow. going to go into law school. Mm-hmm. So it's not the end of the world, and I feel for me. So when I was in my 20s, guys, I partied hard like wow. my mom my mom moved in with me and rented out her house mm. and i was partying like <laughs> all what the time mom. trust me I'm you still you million. made
1: sure you made sure you still were gonna I live up out. your 20s you i enjoyed my 20s man I'm glad you did <laughs>
0: You know, I'm yeah. kind of a little bit envious because it wasn't the ideal situation, but you figured it out and now you have mm. this beautiful daughter and you're still young and vibrant. By the time yes. my pickney's twenty, I'm gonna be a hundred and eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the struggle is gonna be so real.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. Listen, I tell people it's, kinda, tell it's people like you figured it out.
0: Early.
2: I figured it out. Well, I that should have sailed.
0: <laughs> Well You know what? I actually want to have
2: more kids, and I'm like, do I really, do I really want to have more kids? I'm like, I'm, I'm up there in age, but I'm like, I'm gonna have to just. It's just gonna be a totally different experience. I'm gonna have to like slow things down. Mm, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's gonna be different. But I mean, I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably gonna. Textile's probably gonna play like a parental role yeah, more probably. than like a sibling in this case, probably. But I mean. Probably. She's At the end of the day, you still can live. I mean, it's gonna be a different life. I don't you probably don't need to go to parties. Maybe you're just gonna go on trips or mm-hmm. whatever, but you can still, you know, live some way.
1: I'm determined to still live my life <laughs> even with a child. And you know what? And you see it more and more parents doing that. They're still mm-hmm. they're not giving up on what they've always wanted their to do. You remind me of another um girl i know same thing she had her 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 daughter young but mm-hmm. she was still i think she i think she even did her she was in the midst of doing exams when she was about to give birth i think she even did her exam in the hospital room, and yeah. she was still right back. She was still right back in school, like literally a couple weeks after she gave birth. Like, she didn't yep. skip a beat, she made yep. sure she didn't skip a beat. She still had to do what she had to do, and that's mm-hmm. that. And that's just it. Like, it's a mindset. I think it's a, so mindset. Mindset. It's a, it's mindset. a mindset at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Like, you're still gonna do what you need to do. You know, Absolutely. yes, you have this added responsibility mm-hmm. to take care of the child, but that shouldn't be a like, that shouldn't stop you from still going after what you want, you know? I
2: think exactly. historically
0: everything was so much put on women that it was like, once you have a child, you have to give up or you get married, you have mm-hmm. to give up, like, your entire life. So I'm really glad that we're moving away from that now and we're we're starting to evolve to realize that women can still achieve their goals while being a great mom, while being a great wife, while being able to, you know, hit those milestones with your children, but you don't have to... um give up your whole self mm-hmm. like it's a part of you just like anything else i so, agree
2: Absolutely. and you're definitely a
0: product of that so kudos thank to you and you. happy early mother's day
2: thank yes. you look <laughs> okay, me your roses yes. now honestly i went back to school when my daughter was three months old mm-hmm, i had yes. her in i had her in september no sh- well i had her in september is that three or four or four months i went back to school in january the following year so i had her wow. in 2001 went back to school um in 2002 because i was determined to finish mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and when you have a child like when you have a human being depending on you you can't be self-drive yeah and the drive you is even, even more exactly you need you to you need to make hungry. it yeah you have to you have mm-hmm. to by by any means necessary and i mean mm-hmm by enemies means necessary I mean enemies necessary because I had some <laughs> really hard days guys mm, yeah. um and I'll talk about that in my memoir but that's yes. for another that's for another book another. but yeah like it's not easy and I'll tell anyone out there um that it's not gonna be easy parenting in in all regards isn't easy but yeah. you're gonna have to just adjust and make do and just you'll figure it out You just figured out there is no mommy manual. There is no parental manual. Um, You'll just figure it out. And I remember when I was pregnant, I think that's what my aunt told me. And it just clicked. She's like, there is no manual for being a mom, but you'll just Mm -hmm. figure it out. You'll figure out how to breastfeed. You'll figure out what she wants to eat. You'll figure out bedtime, nap time. You just figure it out and you grow with this human being. Uh You know what uh I mean? uh So I mean, at the end of the day, it's not the worst. I don't promote teenage pregnancy, but again, I mean, sometimes it's better to start early. Cause I'm almost forty and I ain't got no more. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if I didn't and have, she grown, her, grown, no, and she grown, grown. She a no. whole almost twenty year old.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, part of me wishes that I I did start early, but like, I mean, that was kind of wasn't my choice. I wasn't, I didn't wanna. Yeah, the cards didn't turn out that way. It's yeah, happen yeah. when it happens. But I guess the last, the last question I have for you before you tell us all again where we can get your book and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. How is parenting in a pandemic?
2: How is it? <laughs> Odd oh, God! <laughs> I'll tell you this right now. Okay, my daughter's over me. She's over me, and she's over me. <laughs> because oh, they're, okay so she went away to school last last year she went away to school so i had this separation anxiety like i broke down because she's oh, been i remember you remember <laughs> I, I remember was bad i went into depression i was just like not oh, myself no. so when she it was like was, empty what do they call empty, empty nest syndrome yeah literally yeah. like i was like i was just not myself at all and then when i had to go and get her last year because the college shut down and then I just brought her home. Mm-hmm. It was just, I was just so happy. Like my, my world was just so bright again. I was so mm-hmm. excited, but she, on the other hand, didn't really, <laughs> nope. it didn't last so long because she's like, come like, out of my room. Why are you in here? Every now and then I walk in the room, you're good. You're good. She's like, yeah, I'm good. Why do you keep asking me? Like <laughs> attitude. Like Go away. I'm like, I'm just checking. <laughs> right? And then the, so I think I we have to learn to give each other space because I think now she's she wants to be out. Like she's a teen. Like they she they want to live their life. They want they yeah. haven't seen their friends. They're they're just like frustrated at this point. And a lot of people deal with it differently. So I would say that it hasn't been like a disaster, but I I do know it's been challenging because we have to learn boundaries, and because right. I work from home too. Sometimes she wants to come and talk to me, and I'm like, shh, shh, "Get out here!" Like I'm I'm on the right, phone, right, right, right? right? So it's just understanding the boundaries. But I feel like some I just have to respect her space, like. Mm-hmm. In her room like more times I don't go in there no more cuz my girl be hissing at me more times mm-hmm. so when she comes to when she when she wants me she'll come to me mm-hmm. i learned my lesson but it hasn't been the worst it's just really amazing having her home cuz i love my kid yeah mm-hmm. i love her to the very ground she walk on say if ants bite time i go find the ants and chop them up <laughs> honestly my kid is that not that is you <laughs> It's just me, man. I, I love, love it.
1: Her. I yeah. love <laughs> it. Okay, before we let it you go, give us two to three things that you want the readers to take from your book when they buy it.
2: Right. Okay, so for one, um, I alluded to earlier, there's no mommy manual. You'll figure it out. Um, also, I want you to understand that she needs her space, she needs her time. But whenever she needs you, you need to make sure you are available. Because young girls, they're changing. Their bodies change, their emotions change, and all this is new to them. And we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And just be patient with her um and give yourself grace at the same time. Like you may not and don't compare yourself to any other parent. And people will have their opinions and people will have their um their ways of doing things, but no two parenting styles are the same. Mm -hmm. So just Mm -hmm. do what works best for you and your child.
1: I love it. And where can they get your book?
2: So you can find my book right now. Unfortunately, there's no paperback copy available. I'm currently working on that, but you can get on amazon.com or.ca. Um, you can give us the name of it again. Yeah. So things, things I wish I'd known before parenting my teenage daughter if you go to Amazon, you can type in Francine Spencer, and it'll pop up. I think that's the easier way because the title's so long. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the link uh, yes. on our in our IG when we post the, as Thank well
0: you. as uh, the we'll podcast. Put it so those yeah. who definitely, <laughs> well, every parent I think should probably cop themselves a copy because I think any help when parenting is definitely um, welcome. Yes. So. Yes. Thank yeah. you
2: guys. I appreciate you thank and thank you for stopping thank by. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. You're for welcome. You guys, by. Enjoy the, you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay. Yes, you too. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Later. Bye, Later.
1: bye. All right, y'all. That was Francine
2: again. So
0: we will definitely put her info in the bio.
1: Things I wish I knew. When I was parenting.
0: My teenage daughter.
1: daughter.
0: I'm already nervous.
1: You're nervous for a child?
0: What? Yeah. Number one, I know my temper.
1: The only thing I'm nervous about is, like, the birth. (laughs) Like, I'm just nervous about the birth. I don't know why. I'm really not nervous about that. I'm nervous about the birth. After that, I I think I, I can go on with them. Um...
0: I feel like I you know it's gonna hurt, and it's, it's probably, it's gonna suck. But like, it can't be that bad. If people have multiple children, they just keep going back for more. So right. it's temporary. There's drugs.
1: Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I'm like I said. I was telling. You, I'm ready to have kids. Like one of my other friends. Um, you know her, but I'm not gonna mention her. I'll tell you after. Um, is, is <laughs> Is pregnant and I'm just like I'm so happy for her, but I'm just like Lord, like I, like you know, the baby fever is like coming on strong. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming on strong now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's I don't know how to explain it. I think my mindset has changed from when I was younger and when I was just like, if it happens, what, blah, blah blah blah. But now I think I'm ready for that to just be my life. That Mm -hmm. makes sense so it's more of of a wanting it to happen to actually being ready and the feeling that i thought i would feel when i'm prepared is what i feel now where i'm like okay let's let's get her done let's go let's get her (laughs) done get her done
1: no but speaking of mothers why are you so um i shouldn't even say why you're so it's kind of obvious why but i'm gonna i'm gonna jump to something in the docket just so it links better so oh, there, was a, there was <laughs> a mother and daughter conversation mother daughter grandmother conversation um mm. that happened i'm pretty sure you guys are all aware of red table talk yes you yes please could you please just tell the people about this girl
0: so in the latest episode of red table talk willow smith discussed her decision to be polyamorous with jada and gammy so for those of you who don't know what polyamory is it's basically being in a dedicated relationship with more than one person at a time so boy um So Willow discussed how she made this decision as well as had a couple of guests on uh, who also partake in this relationship lifestyle Um, and basically tried to shed some light and um, explain their standpoint and why it works for them. So if you guys want to see the clip, did you watch the whole thing?
1: I watched most of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. If you guys want to see the clip, you can just look up Red Table Talk on Facebook and you'll see their... um, their channel. So how do you feel about it?
1: <laughs> I mean, personally, I don't, for being in a, what, a dedicated relationship with one person is already work enough. That's already work enough to make sh- that relationship healthy and successful. So to be in multiple dedicated relationships, it's weird to me but the way they were describing it or the way that one of the the first guests that they had on the, the, the mix trick she was explaining it like how she has like almost like one partner for her sexual needs one partner for I don't know that's her boyfriend and another something something like it was some weird entanglement like she her man she was just a man that was married and then she also had like a boyfriend, and the boyfriend had like another girl it was like some confusion, some entanglement things, but they were just and they were all aware of each other and they were all fine with it but I was just like that that's that's a lot. I mean to each their own whatever the the part that I found uncomfortable about that interview was just how. I guess how just how comfortable Jada was speaking about that topic with her daughter. Like and I don't know, I just found that that kind of odd. Like
0: I don't know. So the type of parenting that both Will and Jada I would say subscribe to is definitely something that you and I certainly wouldn't have been accustomed to. Um, and while open doors are are welcome, I think, I don't want to say what's lacking, but what's what's different is that I feel like they were not provided with a moral code in yeah. that sense. Like, I wouldn't say that their, their children are, are immoral because they're not. They're definitely great people. They're amazing humanitarians. I mean more in the sense of a belief system.
1: Right, like a traditional... Um, Right. right.
0: They were, they were basically given the freedom to choose kind of whatever
1: life, whatever path, whatever life choices. Exactly. They right,
0: They wanted. So I think it stems from that because if you don't give, if you don't teach your kids any sort of religion or, you know, anything like that, you kind of have to accept whatever they come to you with. Right. Right. So I think that's why she's a little bit more accepting. I don't know that Will and Jada have any religion. I'm not sure. Scientology? Um, is really strict, though.
1: I don't know. That's the last (laughs) thing I heard. I don't
0: even know. I don't think so. Um, So, uh, when you don't have that and you don't subscribe to organized religion, it makes sense that, you know, you're you wouldn't say you'd be open to anything
1: right the one thing that I like I don't know if it was Gammy or Jada that said that the the only kind of I guess pushback that they gave about a polyamorous relationship was she feels that it kind of gives those people an outlet to not really deal with issues yeah. that might come up in the relationship because it was Gammy Yeah, because it's like, okay, you have an issue with Brad, so you're not going to deal with Brad, you're going to go talk to Jackson, and just deal with Jackson until whatever you had with Brad blows over, and then if something comes up with Jackson, you'll move on to Marcus, or whatever, Mm -hmm. whoever, how many people. So you kind of, you're not really confronting any any type of relationship issues, and versus being in a monogamous relationship, it kind of forces you to work through things Mm -hmm. because if you run to anyone else and essentially you're, it's considered cheating. So yeah, I, 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 that was kind of like the only pushback that I really kind of heard from that conversation.
0: Well, Gammy was also like, I feel like this is just, just a a way to, it seems like it's all about sex.
1: Right. She did say that too. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Willow rebutted by saying she has the least sex amongst all her friends and she's the only polyamorous person in her whole friend group. So I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know.
0: I don't agree with... (laughs) So Willow, I feel, has a, a really idealistic view on it. When talking to her, the two people that came out—the uh, the the guy and the girl that came—that that was her boyfriend or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was married. Um, I didn't get the same vibe from them because both of them said that they enjoy sleeping around. <laughs> like they made it very clear, and they were like, "We're not we're not ashamed of that." So that may be Willow's case, but I I I don't feel like that's I don't get that vibe from her or the black girl that came afterwards.
1: Right. Um Kind of the perception I feel like a lot of people have of polyamorous relationships is that you just don't want to have one sexual partner
0: so like you were saying from the beginning, having one one actual relationship, like one dedicated relationship is exhausting enough if you're really putting your all into it. Mm-hmm. Even he, the guy who was there, said that like it's not for everybody. having a wife and having a girlfriend it's not there. It's not for everybody.
1: Right.
0: And I thought it was hilarious because his wife was just like, you know, he can go on dates like all night, even if we didn't have a date night one night. But I know he's not going anywhere. I'm just like, but ma'am, he's in her bed. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> he's gone. You just, <laughs> the difference is you allowed him to.
1: <laughs> Basically.
0: Of course, he's not going to divorce. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't
1: have to because he's having it all. Right. Why would he need to divorce you?
0: Um, And evidently so is she because she she has a boyfriend too. It's just, to me, when I'm with somebody, I put everything into that relationship. I don't feel like I would have anything left Mm -hmm. to, to give to anyone else. And that's just how I personally am built. Right. Right? So... Um, and that's not to say that I wouldn't walk down the street and find another man attractive. I have eyes dead and there are fine men outside on the road. It just means that I, if I'm not happy where I am, then I leave. If I am happy, then, you know, he's a good looking guy, but I'm happy with what I have. Right. So to try to juggle two relationships and two different people who have different needs and then try to grow both of them. And they're talking about sharing Christmases together and introducing families. And that's a lot. That is a lot. And then when it comes to your partners, not disagree- not agreeing on certain things, now you have to sit down and have a powwow to discuss how everyone's needs are going to be met. It just seems like a lot of complication when you can just have the one person and, Figure it out from there right but,
1: but yeah um, that's not it was an interesting um conversation couldn't be me and i might <laughs> i pray me. my daughter does not come to me with that it wouldn't be me either because um, i'm shutting it down right away <laughs> i'm shutting it down.
0: so you just tell her no <laughs> no you may not
1: no like what and I wouldn't like Honestly, my child wouldn't be my child. Well, I can't say my child wouldn't be exposed to that because once you send them off to high school and university, they're exposed to it's a whole everywhere, bunch of things, right? It's everywhere. But they would have a foundation from home, which would be a Christian based foundation. So mm-hmm. I would pray that they wouldn't fall into that lifestyle. Um,
0: but i just don't know how safe it is either because there you have multiple partners and it's great that you know about those multiple partners but you don't know who those multiple partners have been and you know how you don't know how free those other multiple people are and that's right whatever and it may seem like you know everybody's being safe and whatnot but i would have some concerns with with just physical health and that right but yeah
1: yeah it's I mean to each their own, lot. like I said, to each their own. If they're happy with it, then all power to them. It's just not for me and my house. And that's that's just it. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's just how I feel about it. Um so along that vein of um of of relationships and dating and and such and such um our dear friend steve harvey is under fire
1: which i don't i think it's hilarious
0: because people took this so seriously it was ridiculous but basically steve harvey uh there was a clip of him saying that men and women can't be friends um and in the in the clip he he stated that women like men are okay with being friends with women because they've they're aware that they've closed that door to anything more than that however if the woman decides that she's going to uh, open up the idea of exploring something more intimate the man would be right on it Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure why that caused backlash like I don't think it's anything offensive but (laughs) I'm
1: I'm not sure what are the what are people saying in the backlash
0: They're saying that he's, he's saying that um, men, he's basically saying men don't have any self-control and that that's not true. There's a lot of platonic relationships out there and he's thinking that way because his mind is, is that way. I get what he's saying. I
1: feel like there are platonic relationships out there, obviously. Um, But how close are they? That's one thing I would ask. I feel like, I feel like the close platonic relationships that I see, or even that I might have with a guy, is usually the guy is already booed up, you know? He's booed up, or he's married, or whatever. So, for sure, there's nothing nothing happening and on that end or I just don't find the guy attractive at all but like we're cool friends um (laughs) or we're close but we're not that close we're not like close where we're talking every single day we're texting every single day type of close. like Mm -hmm. it's like a, it's a friendship but it's we're not super close where we're in communication all the time so that deep connection may not be there because I feel like deep connection grows when you're always in communication with somebody like all mm. the time um, but if you have I kind of get what what Steve's saying if you have two single um, you know heterosexual friends male female and they're both relatively attractive. If you're close, I feel like over time, one person's gonna catch feelings. Now, whether or not um, the person like shuts it down is like, nah, it's not going anywhere. And then you know they decide to still stay friends. But I feel like feelings will be caught at some point in the relationship. If you have two single friends that are both attractive and you guys are close, I feel like it's only kind of natural
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: that's my thought in it
0: um I think it is possible to have platonic friends even if you're both single but I think it's it's a very few and far between so out of all of the male friends that I've had throughout my lifetime I can think of maybe one (laughs) one solid friend that I can look back and say there has never been like anything ever not even like a hint of something on at least one side and like you said it it's natural you know what i mean on Obviously, your side
1: but you don't know if it, it was on his side you don't know if at some point in the friendship well if he, he didn't, didn't say anything
0: it, it wasn't there so <laughs> if he didn't open his mouth it doesn't count um because how would i know
1: you wouldn't but you don't know if he brought it up with his boys or like another you know friend that he a female friend that he might have he might be just didn't bring it up with you because he knows that you don't see him that way at all so he's not gonna get rejected like so he just go on with the things but what you my boy your friend that you said on that he, no, no
0: no he's too confident for that if he wanted something he would ask for it
1: mm. no no <laughs>
0: He's not afraid to 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 shoot a shot.
1: He's not afraid to get rejected. No. Are you sure about that? I mean, I can ask.
0: But... <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I feel
1: like For every purposes, every man, this makes it awkward. I feel like every man tries to avoid getting rejected.
0: I if wouldn't say can. every man. There's some men out there who are very bold. <laughs> They are bold,
1: but they would prefer not to get rejected.
0: <laughs> they would, but they're not afraid of it. Yeah. A lot of their their, their outlook is what, is what she can say is no. And if she says no, then I move on to the next. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but this is different.
1: This is your friend, you know? You may not have wanted to ruin the friendship.
0: Okay, you know what? We have a good friendship going on, so we're not gonna ruin it. <laughs> it's just, that's where it is. We're cool. <laughs> Just we've saying. always been cool i was gonna be cool that's that's just what it is you know who you are don't get any thoughts thanks
1: okay so you're saying this one friend out of all the male friends that you had there's only that one friend that
0: that, that i can think of that, that we've up. never no so i think it is it's definitely common um and like you said like when you when you're with when you have uh, friends that are of the opposite sex i think that they may have a lot of the qualities that you look for in a partner, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's natural. So it's normal that, you know, you would eventually start to catch feelings for that person because they're going to have, like some of the best relationships start with friendships, right. right? So, yeah, I think what he's saying makes sense. I think people are taking it out of context and people are just making it seem like he's saying that like men have no control over themselves and they they people can't. Just
1: be mad. People just <laughs> right? want to be mad.
0: It was a slow news week, so I think that people just needed a reason to get upset. They just wanted
1: to be mad, man.
0: Uncle Steve, I think you made a lot of sense. Um, And you were just stating the obvious, in my humble opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't think anything he said was outlandish or, like, not even remotely true. Like, people are acting like it's not even, like, any kind of truth to what he was saying. People just need to relax and stop getting upset about everything. It's not that deep
0: you know how the media is now everybody's like emotional and hypersensitive even we have to watch what we say when we're recording this because people are hypersensitive about absolutely everything
1: yeah it's annoying but and
0: false oppressed
1: i the conclusion is the moral of the story is there can be more um, platonic relationships however it's few and far between
0: it's rare especially at this age the older you get people just want to get married so somebody can ask you (laughs) exactly and it's like hmm want to get married so maybe when you were younger it was a little bit more awkward
1: yeah steve is coming from he's not coming from a place of where he doesn't know anything
0: yeah no he has experience i think it's different for married people too i think there's definitely boundaries when you're married or in a relationship that you have to have that you don't necessarily have to have when you're single Mm -hmm. so him saying i don't have any female friends it kind of makes sense he's married maybe you know that's a boundary that him and his wife put up there's no close women ringing down your phone or texting you or you know and and I you think for me, have to know
1: yourself sorry yeah
0: I was saying for me like when any of my male friends get married that's something that's automatic I do not text them like I don't contact them and it's not that you know we're not friends anymore but I respect that you now have somebody in your life that's number one mm-hmm that doesn't mean that if they text me, I'm never going to respond to them. But I just understand the communication can't be the same. You know what yeah. I mean? You just kind of have to respect um, the wife or the girlfriend that's that's taken that spot in his life.
1: Exactly. You just have to know yourself and know your relationship because for Steve Harvey, he probably doesn't want any female friends. Um, but I'm thinking of someone like Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God is married. Um, but he still has a lot of close female friends, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, he's had his time where he's cheated on his wife, but he's been, you know, adamant about being faithful for the past, you know, couple of years now. So, but he still has his female friends. And obviously if he still has his female friends, I'm sure his wife is aware of their relationship and is cool with it, you know? So you just Mm -hmm. have to know you have to know yourself you have to legit know yourself if you feel like you cannot be friends with females um then because don't. you're married then don't I mean to me I feel this kind of it's a little weird but okay if that's your boundary that's your boundary
0: so if if you feel that you can't for the sake of you wanting to keep your life then you go ahead and do that because i will (laughs) kill everybody involved wait so your
1: husband your husband's not allowed to have female friends
0: no i'm saying if he thinks that he can't control himself then do what he needs to do i don't have an issue with it but if he's saying i can't control myself then that's fine cut him all off boo boo whatever will keep you alive
1: if he can control himself you don't care if he has i don't care yeah
0: that doesn't bother me
1: yeah it doesn't bother me either Especially
0: because i have guy friends so it's only fair
1: yeah and if they've been friends for so long what am i just gonna come and be like now nah, you can't be her friend anymore just i mean like yes i get i'm your wife i'm your number one but like i just don't get the point of like if you've been friends with somebody for so long they've been with you through thick and thin they've been with you in the ups and downs and then now i'm in your life and i'm telling you, you not know, cut them off like I, that doesn't make sense yeah i'm definitely that's not going to
0: sever like a 20 year relationship just because i'm wife
1: yeah that doesn't make sense i me-
0: mean if she's overstepping we can have a conversation about right. it right but no i wouldn't expect like i'm not going to make you cut off your childhood friends because we're getting married that's just strange to me
1: and you need and so your I'm- friends
0: and, and you some, your friends. You do. And some of those friends can end up being allies. Exactly. You know, I mean? you know, you're acting up. Let me let me just call her and tell her how you're behaving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you listen to her and not me.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Some of those friends are allies. They're supporters of your marriage. You need yeah. them.
0: Yeah. They're part of your village. And She's you still need now.
1: your friends. You're, you're not going to be with your husband or your wife 24-7. You're going to have exactly. days where you just don't even want to see them and you just want to hang out with your friends and that's what it is yeah so
0: for show for show um oh bill and melinda gates are getting divorced so speaking of people shooting their shots they're single now y'all and very rich so if you want to slide in
1: i've seen trying (laughs) to um slide in <laughs> bill gates dms but if they need if he needs a sugar baby i'm um, just like yo bill gates is not checking for y'all
0: somebody somebody put up a meme of um how the vaccine also has a single woman tracker so he can find all of you now.
1: oh my gosh
0: I'm like, oh my god i'm not vaccinated yet i wonder
1: <laughs> why they broke up i wonder if it's because of differences in the vaccine like the vaccine and well i'm certainly hoping
0: that um miss melinda comes out with a tell-all book because (laughs) i will purchase that Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, i mean i'm sure all of the the conspiracy theorists who think it's all about world domination are dancing right now i i personally don't think that's it but you guys are entitled to your opinions
1: um, I'm wondering what it is after 27 years and they're both like, they're old, like, imagine having to go back to the streets at like 65
0: with what they have in the bank. So what?
1: I guess. <coughs> that's true. But like, still like the whole dating, I mean, they were probably dating, they were probably dating while they were still married and probably that's, you know, why the, it's happening now, but like, I don't know. I just I I wonder why they decided. I'm just wondering if it has anything to do with like this COVID nineteen and because we all know Bill Gates has his strong opinions mm-hmm. and viewpoints. On she, I thought
0: it. she agreed with him. Like I thought they were always on par with that.
1: I thought so too, but maybe that was just a front. Maybe behind mm-hmm. the scenes she didn't really mm-hmm. agree. Who knows.
0: I mean, people's marriages fall apart for a lot less than that. Yep. So I really wouldn't be surprised because it is something huge as, as a couple to that's a huge undertaking. So I can understand if their relationship suffered and eventually cracked because of it. It's kind of sad, though. You never want to see people break up, especially a couple like that. But didn't Jeff Bezos and his wife break up, too? So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something with billionaires. And, she, be- and she
1: became like the richest woman in the world because of it.
0: Well, maybe Melinda took a page out of the book. Like, oh, I can have how much? <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> but Bill Gates is not the richest man, though. He's close.
0: Girl, he's rich <laughs> enough.
1: <laughs> he's, he is rich enough, I know.
0: But there's no um, spousal support. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she just needed a moment.
1: Like, if... Dr. Dre's ex wife is getting $2 million a month. She's
0: lost. She's not getting it. That's what she requested. What are you? She's mean not getting two
1: that. $2 a month. For? First
0: of all, you're bull faced to be asking somebody for that kind of money to upkeep your lifestyle, ma'am, if you don't go and sit somewhere. $2, two million million a, million month? a month? Poor qua. I mean, like, Poor if,
1: if that was your. I doubt you were spending $2 million a month when you were with Dr. Dre.
0: If you were then you deserve to be humbled because how dare you?
1: How does one spend what you, 2 what you million a month? What
0: are you purchasing?
1: How? How? I don't under- are you buying like are you buying are you buying islands like every single month? Like I'm
0: confused. You're flipping properties? Like what are you doing? If this is all hair and makeup, sis, you deserve to not get any more money i understand why he divorced you're just spending his money frivolously
1: two million a month
0: she's not getting that though it was like eight thousand for dry cleaning or something like that i think i read somewhere like it is just ridiculous pricing
1: bruh that's <laughs> that's crazy i'm just like he's
0: rude to even ask for it
1: how does one spend two million a month wasteful okay i wish it was me I can definitely do it two million a month.
0: <laughs> Honestly,
1: I could definitely do it two million.
0: A month. Honestly, I can think of a lot of things to do with two million a month, and it's not hair and makeup. <laughs> Honest, like some of these rich women, you gotta wonder sometimes, like the things you could be doing. And um, so we got two other things to discuss. They're kind of um, intertwined. Before we wrap it up, because we're close to the end um did you know that you can receive a manslaughter charge for throwing a covid party um, or a party I, during covid
1: i read about it if someone then, catches the covid and dies
0: the rona yeah. Because you decided to turn up and they get sick and die from it. Yes, you can be charged with manslaughter.
1: They have to. How are they going to trace that back, though? How are they going to definitively say that they caught the Rona from the party? and Well,
0: if they ticket the party and you subsequently get Corona and you subsequently die, then...
1: If you're going to a party...
0: If you're going to a
1: party during the Coronas... Um, the coronas (laughs) if you're going to a party during the coronas i'm assuming you're kind of also meeting up with other people too because you kind of like you just don't care at that point you know you're you're going to a party You're
2: reckless
1: yeah i don't i wouldn't want to say reckless but reckless you, you just you just you're over it so if you're at the coronas party You're probably (laughs) meeting like two or three other friends on the side. So how can they say just because you were at my Corona party that you didn't catch it from Billy Bob or Sinead that you met on Tuesday or Connor? you know what I'm (laughs) saying?
0: I don't, I look, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to trace it back. Um, There was a lot of arrests and such taking place so who knows maybe they have some sort of covid census or some way of tracking it but just in case you were planning to twerk this weekend um, (laughs) i would suggest that you don't do so in large gatherings because they will arrest you and possibly charge you with manslaughter if somebody dies from said twerking sesh Um, (laughs) Along with that, a lot, a lot of Torontonians were marching. And I mean, bless y'all, because if I had the energy, I might, you know, I might take a little one-two down um, Young Street as well. But um, there was a lot of, our protests look so funny compared to like American protests. There's like 12 of us out there.
1: <laughs>
0: but they believed in themselves. Um, and we appreciate their valiant efforts to change the government's. <laughs> positions um but yeah they had their their little microphones or whatever telling um trudeau to to give us our freedoms
1: were they processing this bill the bill 10 bill c10 it
0: it was bill c10 it was uh the vaccine stuff um it was just everything having to do with COVID and how it's being handled. There wasn't anything really specific, I don't think, but they're, they're tired. What they, what they were saying was they are tired. Mm-hmm. And, um, has any other country banned being able to purchase goods? Like, has, is that, is that a thing or is that just us?
1: That might just be us. Oh. The ghetto.
0: <laughs> like all I can do is laugh because it's just so painful. But <laughs> I don't even know what else to the say? The ghetto, uh. just everything,
1: just everything. Like even the other day, they were CTV or one of those news outlets was saying that the the health people—I don't know what they're called—CDC. No, it's not CDC. What are they call them? Health people. I don't know. Whatever World health. The yeah oh, them. Toronto Public Health, there we go. Toronto Public mm. Health, we're investigating a possible COVID-19 outbreak at a hotel where travelers are supposed to quarantine once they come back into, the, into Canada. Oh, no, there's an
0: outbreak. There's 12. There's 12 cases.
1: In that hotel, it's right? It's the Plaza.
0: The Crown Plaza, yeah.
1: Like, I don't understand why I must come, take my good up, good up, good up self,
0: to good come, up good up
1: right to come quarantine at a hotel where i don't know how your sanitation w- process works i know with my group self that i can go mm-hmm. quarantine in my house mm-hmm. and i can sanitize my house properly
0: my detall and i will clean
1: right i don't know how you sanitize <sighs> a place but yet you want me to spend my own hard earn three thousand dollars on top of whatever the plane ticket was to potentially go and catch the rona
0: from you they don't even feed the people in the hotel does that make sense look when things should have been done they were not done because a lot of our issues are the variants and the variants are obviously coming from travel Mm -hmm. So you're locking us down and punishing us when what you should have done was close the border so we can contain everything and stay away from those other variants, right? So we have God knows how many different strains. Vaccines not doing nothing for a bunch of those strains, allegedly. Just do like the people in Wuhan. Just drink your citrus water and steam and and your echinacea and your milk of magnesia <laughs> and whatever else needs to be taken Oil of oregano <laughs> all of that all of that cod liver oil fish oil right you no know, all the oils just 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 try to keep yourself healthy because nobody knows what is happening Somewhere that they're not even expecting us to reach herd immunity because apparently like the amount of people getting vaccinated here and in the US is going down. So people aren't even bothering with the vaccine anymore. Um my hope was that other people would take it so that I wouldn't have to. <laughs>
1: but I swear people are taking it since they start since they opened it up to eighteen plus. I've seen bare people talking about how oh, they booked their 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 appointment.
0: I actually don't have a single friend who's been vaccinated.
1: That's I I have one person that I know that's been vaccinated. I have another friend that's booked their appointment to be vaccinated this coming week. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be it.
0: <laughs> All of my friends are. You say the exact same thing. I am. Yeah, we're gonna take it. We just want to see what happens. So y'all go ahead. <laughs> Nobody's lining up.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Like I'm not saying you can't take it. Eventually, but like, yeah. why do I want to be the first in line to take this vaccine that there isn't a ton of data on?
0: No, uh, uh-uh, I'm wait. Well, that's why we're not reaching herd immunity because all of us are are procrastinators, and we're all just like, eh. <laughs> Let somebody else take it. I I feel especially in the suburbs, like where we are, nobody's in a rush. I don't even think that. I have any other option other than AstraZeneca right now. I don't know if that's changed. Because to be honest, I haven't been up with times on it.
1: If I'm taking the vaccine, I'm, I'm only mm. taking that first one that came out, which is Pfizer. Because I haven't really heard much. Well, except for the Bell Palsy. But that was probably like only six people. Except <laughs> for the Bell Palsy. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I haven't the only little thing. Right?
1: <laughs> but I haven't heard <laughs> anything else with them. But I've been hearing bear things with Johnson Johnson and AstraZeneca and Moderna, and-
0: all of the blood clots and um, miscarriages and. But Trinidad's locked down again, my home country. I'm sorry, babe. But... Yo,
1: sorry. I somebody in because this girl I know she posted that she got her vax. And then someone in the comment posted how she got her vax too, but her, her arm went numb. And then she blacked out two times in the parking lot after getting the vaccine. What? So people are blacking out now after vaccines? Probably. (laughs) Okay. And you guys (laughs) wonder why I don't want to rush to take this thing?
0: Um i've heard some people say they've had some minor side effects like they felt achy they felt sore so basically like they had because yeah it gives you a little splash of the rona i think mm-hmm. so you can build up just like most other vaccines even a little splash of the disease so <laughs> you can build up immunity <laughs> to it that's my rudimentary knowledge um so i think it's the same thing they'll give you a little sprinkle here and then i don't know some alternative dna or something, whatever the people that <laughs> they put in it was it mrna or something like that i don't know um so I, I guess other people's people's bodies react in different ways, right? So maybe she was nervous,
1: and that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't know. I've had never taken the flu shot. Have you taken the flu shot?
0: I used to take it in high school, and then once I graduated, we had to, um, well, not had to, but it was strongly suggested. Um, and then yeah, after I think grade maybe eleven or twelve, I stopped. I haven't taken it since
1: i've never taken the flu
0: shot Um, i've never felt a type of way about it though i've always never bothered me mind you i don't i'm not one of those people who catch the flu often every couple years or so i'll get a little something
1: like what's the flu exactly
0: i don't know that thing when your nose is stuffed up and you need to you need to a cold no the flu's worse than the cold
1: yeah i've never had the flu then
0: i wouldn't be able to actually tell you the difference to be honest
1: either way um all power to you people that are getting the vaccines just you know be safe and um go with god i don't understand the need to flash the vaccine cards on social media to let everyone know that you've gotten it that's your own personal choice but okay all power to you
0: i don't feel bad for not getting it yet just because you have just so you know it doesn't encourage me to get a flu shot
1: yeah i think
0: yeah sorry a vaccine um so last on the list this has nothing to do with anything but i thought it was actually funny um after the proud boys in canada were um i guess categorized as a terrorist group they've now disbanded Mm -hmm. so did you know that there was an arm of the proud boys in canada um (laughs) they must be real quiet (laughs) Where?
1: (laughs) no i didn't know they were in canada i know canada um declared them a terrorist group
0: i didn't even know they were here
1: but i didn't know they were here and but they disbanded okay did they really disband or did are they just not meeting formally
0: uh, so no they're apparently disbanded um all of their apparently they have regalia clothing
1: they have to return
0: <laughs> you have to take it back to walmart um <laughs> the their their clothing um they said if they if you see anybody with the logos and emblems or whatever it's they're fakes it's not really them um and then like the 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 national league or association or crew um sent out a like a formal
1: right i saw that
0: yeah so um they're just they're just meeting
1: at bob's basement now that's that's all i mean that's
0: where they always were because i didn't even know they were here
1: that's all (laughs) all that means they're just meeting in bob's basement now
0: and still have no power because anyways good riddance if
1: you're that passionate to join a group like the proud boys if you're that passionate in your views that you would actually join a group you're not just gonna stop Meeting up with your like-minded people just because it's officially disbanded. You're still gonna meet up, and you're still gonna talk about the things that you've talked about when you were with them. I'm sure you are.
0: I think it's less of just like, of course they're gonna chill together and stuff, but they're not gonna do like their marches and their their public gatherings anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like I don't think the KKK are necessarily disbanded, but they're definitely only doing stuff in the privacy of their own the confines of their own home premises or whatever. Yeah. So um, I don't know why they thought they're welcome here in the first place. Canada is certainly not a place for um, groups like that. Um, we're certainly too multicultural and too accepting. And I pray that we stay that way of one another's cultures and beliefs um, to ever tolerate such such groups. So um, I think we're all pretty happy Well, let's
1: just say a segment of Ontario. I don't know how the rest of Canada is. Apparently, the rest of Canada is very much like the U.S.
0: Really? Yeah. I've never really, well, I can't I've never really traveled that much around Canada. So, Like
1: the West, like the mid, like mid-Canada, like Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, all those places. Well,
0: um, that's sad, isn't it? I'm not trying to go there, so. I I didn't want to be rude, but. (laughs) We're not, we're not there, so. (laughs) You can do what they want. It's one of those things, like, okay, you can bark from, like, the top of the snow caps, but. We're still. (laughs) We're still out here in, in, you know, Toronto, so. Right? (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 Ooh, um, so that's just a little bit of good news that racists are no longer overt <laughs> um, they say they're not racist i always think it's hilarious like when when people like that are part of those groups are just like i'm not racist i just love being white you don't have to join together and hate ever other people to love being who you are right Just go to, like, a Caribbean restaurant. You'll see. We don't hate nobody, but we certainly enjoy being us. Right. So you don't have to um, plot to kill everybody who you believe is beneath (laughs) you because they don't share your skin color. Um,
1: Not plot to kill. (laughs) And and you also brought us here. So. Right. Right.
0: yeah Yeah. i was there was this interesting um argument where this lady was like um if you guys are like so unhappy like obviously it was in in the states because they would never even try it here they do that when they go home um but they're like if you like if you hate it so much here and you think that it's so racist here blah, blah 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 like why don't you just go back to where you came from and it's just like, would you go back to go back to your mother country if you've, first of all, been here for generations? All right. You've invested so much into the country. You've invested so much into yourself. No, this is my country. How about you learn to respect other people? How about that? Right. Where would you be if Black people weren't here?
1: Definitely there would be no America. That's for sure.
0: You wouldn't even have Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> just saying. if there were if there were no other countries like what if there were no other like if there's nothing for you guys to mooch off of what would you do you ungrateful bunch (laughs) (laughs) you would never eat proper food who would raise your children who because it'd be the nannies
1: it was the nannies yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say you wouldn't know how to dance but I feel like that still stands for the most part yikes well there are some have you ever seen those tiktok comparisons where it's like the original versus like the one who gets all the praise now girl <laughs> Yep. it is it is very clear
1: so with that being said before uh lasana gets herself cancelled <laughs>
0: You can't cancel me. I don't even have a name yet.
1: <laughs> Wait. No, honestly, because, like, we're going on an hour and a half.
0: What time is it? <gasps> Catfish is starting soon. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a new season. Are you kidding me?
1: Well, lasana's going to go enjoy Catfish. Yes. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Thanks again to our guest, Francine. Again, make sure to check out her book. Um which is on Amazon, Things I Wish I Knew Raising a Teenage Daughter. Um, and Everybody yeah, this has been another amazing I episode, think. and we will see you guys next they were flying down time.
0: Love, peace, and afro Greece. Later, Later.
1: from this dream